thank you for being here with me. I hope everything is going your way. I'm Jackie Gibbons, and I focus on the heart of real estate, all things warm and fuzzy about home and real estate. When you go to sell your home, it would be nice if all you had to do was put a sign in the front yard, collect a lot of offers, select the best one, and close escrow, and then move on to your next home. That would be nice, but that's not how it works. Definitely what you want to do is to make sure that you get the best buyer, you know, and the best offer. And usually what that means is the most money in your pocket. Okay, let's be honest. You want the you want the most money that you can get for when you sell your home. So, in order to do that, you want to plan ahead a little bit. <clears throat> and part of that planning process is to maybe take a look around your home. Do I need to make some changes here? Do I need to make some repairs? And, you know, when I talk about repairs, um, there's a lot of different types of repairs that you you need to make. And just about every home is going to need repairs, okay? You're going to have a home inspection during escrow. The buyer's going to hire a home inspector, and he's going to come up with this list and give it to the buyer and say, well, this is something you need to look at. This something is I'm going to recommend that you should probably ask for it to be fixed. And these are things that maybe you can think about later on. So there's different fixes, different degrees of concern of items on this inspection checklist. But a lot of times the buyer is just going to say, hey, I want them all fixed. So, And that is going to cause you, the seller, a headache. Okay. And sometimes it doesn't even go into a home inspection. Sometimes the buyer's just going to walk in and say, okay, look, this needs to be fixed. And what's that's going to, and that's a negative in a buyer's mind. Maybe it's not a great big fix. Maybe it's just like something that's wobbly or leaky or a little chip or a little tear. That's not that obvious, but it's something that should be fixed. Well, buyer's going to think, wow, what else am I not seeing here? Maybe this is just a few hundred bucks, but maybe they're hiding like several thousand dollars. And that's fair. That's a buyer thinks like that. And just about every buyer does. Even, you know, savvy buyers, new buyers, all types of buyers think like that. If they see a little something, they imagine a great big something. So you see why it's a really good idea for you as a seller to get rid of the little somethings, okay? Now, I'm not saying don't get rid of the big things, okay? Definitely you wanna get rid of the big things, all right? Um, and the big things would be like a big hole in the wall or a broken window or like a missing faucet on a, on a sink. And I've seen that, okay? Or like a missing door. You know, if you've got a door that's missing, or, you know, like to your garage or something, garage doors, you know, you need a garage door. Okay, so see if you can get one of those. <laughs> I know they're not just laying around handy, but see if you can get a garage door and stick it in there, okay? Um, and it's just gonna make your life, uh, it's gonna make your life easier. If you can make some of these things ahead of time, it's just not gonna come up during the inspection, during escrow, or even when buyers are coming around looking at it. Um, you you wanna get rid of as many negatives or you wanna just minimize that list of reasons that a buyer has to not buy your home. And 
getting rid of these little things, these little fixes and a few big fixes. Okay. If you could, whatever you can afford to do ahead of time, you know, and come up with your own plan, what you can afford, what you want to do, what you can do, what's feasible for you and try to make as many fixes as you can, because that way you're just going to put more money in your pocket, you know, close of escrow. Because a buyer is going to feel like, hey, I'm getting a really good deal here and I don't have to make these repairs after close of escrow. They're going to be a lot more willing to buy your home and pay your price. So what other kind of, what type of big fixes am I talking about? Well, to give you a real life example is one time I had this, uh, I had a seller and he had a home like most homes out there. Like it was a it was a nice home. It was in basically good shape. He had made he'd lived there for decades and had maintained it. He hadn't put a lot of updates in in it, not at all. I mean, actually, some things were definitely outdated, but it had its own charm to it. Had a good location, had a little bit of a view, and was in overall good shape. It was it was a desirable property overall. Okay, even though it was a little rough around the edges. And he was willing to make a few repairs and he did so here and there. But then one day when I am um, looking at the property, we're getting ready to, um, uh, you were thinking about getting it ready on the market. We're probably about a week away. And I walk up to the front door and I'm smelling gas, you know, like, like gas, not in the garage, not in the kitchen, but gas out in the front yard. And that was a first for me. So I didn't really believe it when I was smelling it, but yes. And it wasn't just that day. I mean, I came back a little bit later on and it was definitely there. It wasn't just some random thing. It was pretty consistent. So I brought it to the seller's attention and I said, you got to have somebody come out and look at it. So the gas company came out and looked at it and they said, yeah, you've got a gas leak here and here's where it is. There's a pipe, you know, the utility line that comes up from the meat, from the street up to your meter and it's here in your front yard. And it turned out that the line was his responsibility because it's in his property. And so that's something that you should think about, like as a homeowner, all of those utilities, um, that are in your property that come up from the meter, come up from the street. Once they're in your property, they're your responsibility if anything goes wrong. And it and it didn't just happen in that one instance. It's happened before to my other clients and even to me that um, something that comes up from the meter, something that's in your property, that's your responsibility. And he wound up having to pay like $8,000. So it's not chump change. It's a big deal. So you, it is possible that your insurance company can cover it. And, and I know that because my own insurance company has offered, made that offer to go ahead and um, extend their coverage to cover the utilities, those in-ground utilities, in case something like that should happen in my home. And sometimes even the water company, your water district, it's, it's often, quite often from the water meter. So and that's out in the that's out in the parkway area. That's not in your property. So even this little portion of that uh, water line, you know the 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 service the service line that comes up from the meter up into your into your home. That little part that's still in the parkway that's still in the city, is still your responsibility. So you have to pay for it. 
So something that you should think about um, is that extra coverage, extra insurance, you know, check with your insurance company, check with the dis- jurisdictions to see where the responsibility ends so that you're not taken by surprise like this one seller was. So that was a very big deal. I mean, I mean, a buyer, what could have happened is uh, say he couldn't afford to fix it. Say he didn't want to fix it. He's, he could have just let it be. It would have come up in the home inspection and it, and absolutely because I noticed it, I would have had to have told the, um, I would have had to told the other agent and the buyer that I smelled it. So it would have become something that they would have known about. They're going to know about it. All right. So you can't hide something like that for sure. And it probably would have been a buyer. There would have been less buyers interested in his property, most likely. They would have been scared off thinking it was a very big deal or a bigger deal than what it was because it was a big deal. Or he would have had to have fixed it during escrow or it would have been a credit or something. It would have had to have been dealt with sooner or later. But the cost was, you know, contained. He fixed it and he was able to, you know, attract a lot of buyers. He had more buyers interested in his property because this very big negative was removed ahead of time. You can also remove small negatives, um, like making the minor fixes, say, you know, you're missing a faucet or something like that, or just a little tear in your window screen. If you can afford to, if you, you know, try to make those minor fixes, you can even make some minor updates to your home. Like say, for instance, go back to, and I've seen these homes a lot of time, you know, like, like that one seller, he had a nice property in pretty good shape, but no, no recent updates, like say in the past 30 years or so. And that's pretty typical. Not everybody can afford to update their home. They've been in there a long time. Everything is working good. You know, I change out my air conditioner and I change out my water heater. Maybe I've, you know, replaced the roof and all that, but I'm just not updating the kitchen. You know, I'm not doing all that stuff because it's expensive. And buyers see that. They walk into these homes, these uh, older homes, if they don't, if they're not updated, well, they're not going to pay as as much for it as they would pay for an updated one. And that makes a lot of sense. Okay. And the updated ones, time and time again, I see people pay a lot of money for those and they sell quicker and they get more offers. So I'm not suggesting that you make a lot of updates, but what you can do is you can go partially there with some very inexpensive updates and some changes that make it look like you've you've done some recent updates. So what am I talking about? So, so let's go to your bathroom. Okay, your, your original bathroom, you've got those um, Corian countertops. They're in pretty good shape. You even have the original sink in there. You've got these original faucets. Maybe they're like a shiny silver or a shiny brass, something like that. You know, and maybe they've got these, you know, really gorgeous pearl handles or something of that nature, you know, like granny's kitchen sink, granny's sinks, okay? Um, and maybe you've even got some gold lighting light fixtures, okay? Or even a, even a pendulum light fixture in there. Okay, maybe that works in some homes, but in most residential homes, you know, for families or whoever, you know, they're just not, they're just not attractive. Okay. Um, and maybe in your vanity, maybe your drawers and your cabinet doors, 
There's no pulls. They just didn't put those in all the time. Or maybe they're old. You know, maybe there's old brown ones or something like that, or the old fashioned type looking pulls on there. You know, and that makes everything look older than what it is. If you have all of those old fixtures in there. An easy thing to do, and it's not that expensive, is just to change out those fixtures. Pick like a pick a neutral, like a brushed nickel, and put in a new uh, faucet. Make it modern looking. Put in a new light fixture in there, and it'll look modern. Look like you just updated in there. If you don't have any cabinet pulls or drawer pulls, install some brushed nickel ones. You know, match all your metals. Okay, it'll look wonderful. It'll look like you just spent 10 grand in there updating when you didn't. You just spent like a few hundred bucks doing that. If you have a few more dollars, go ahead and put the new fixtures in your sink or your shower head, do all that too. While you're at it, make them match. And again, that's not that expensive to do all that. And it makes a very big difference. You know, really scrub down your, um, scrub down your old, uh, shower stall, you know, scrub it and clean it, make it look as new as possible. Same with the floors. You don't have to have new floors in there, but if you do great, but just clean everything and make it look new. Say you have an old mirror up there. If you have a few more bucks, see if you can put a new mirror up there, you know, like a framed one, or if you can't maybe frame that old one, put a frame around it. Okay, go online, see, you know, just get some ideas online for those old mirrors on the wall, see what works. And again, it's not the end of the world if you just leave the mirror as is, but I would at least get the new faucet, the new fixture there for the sink, get the new lighting fixture and put the pulls on the drawers. At the very least, do that because a buyer's going to walk in there and they're going to say, wow, it's updated. Definitely it's not updated <laughs> in real life. It's not, but you've done some updates that suggest that it's updated. Okay. So what you've done is you've got something off of their list of things to do. So maybe they were thinking, okay, we, we might have to spend 10 grand or seven grand or even five grand only in here to update this bathroom. Well, what you've done by just spending a few hundred bucks or a thousand dollars is you've taken that right off of their list. Now, if that $5,000 was still on their list, they probably would have taken $5,000 or more off of their offer price. And that would have, you know, it's just like taking money out of your pocket. So that several hundred dollars, a thousand dollars in that bathroom is very well spent. You, you know, it's a really good return on your investment. Same thing in the kitchen. But go into the kitchen, if you have appliances, you know, hopefully you have newer appliances and better yet, if they all match, that's great. Even if you have old countertops or old um, cabinetry cupboards and all that, that's fine. That's okay. But make, if you have, if you can get new appliances, if your appliances don't match or if they're all We've got some that are black, some that are white. If you can get all whatever is the trend these days, whatever is modern, if you can get the stainless appliances, that's great. But if not, make them all white. Whatever looks best in your home, that's great. They're all new. They would all match. That's going to be a lot more attractive to a buyer. Yes, it's more expensive. Kitchens are more expensive. So a buyer is going to think, okay, I'm going to have to spend like 30 grand in the kitchen to update it. 
Well, if they walk in and they see the appliances are there, maybe you went ahead and you put in some, a new faucet in there. Um, and let's say also that you put new lighter fixtures or maybe you got rid of that, uh, you know, that fluorescent ceiling thing in there. You spent a little bit of money and put some canned lighting in your kitchen. So maybe in the kitchen you spend like $4,000, something like that, and you, you get it halfway there. Well, now that buyer looks said, hey, I don't have to update in here. It's done. So maybe they were going to take 20 grand off because you had an outdated kitchen. Well, now in their mind, you've got an updated kitchen and you only spent, you know, a few grand. So, but again, if you don't have that, that's no problem. It can still work. But just understand that um, most buyers, they don't have that money after close of escrow to make those updates. So you are increasing your buyer pool if you can make as many of these minor updates, these kind of pretty updates that a lot of buyers expect, you know, because buyers want updated homes. I mean, that's just how it is. So if you can make it look or feel updated, just suggest some recent updates. That's going to go a long way to um, getting more buyers coming in, more buyers interested in your home, and you'll probably get and you'll get better offers. And the reason I'm suggesting is because it happens and it happens every time. So it just about always makes sense for you, the seller, if you can afford it, of course, if it's feasible to make some of these up minor cosmetic updates, which in a buyer's mind is a fix. Okay. That's the other thing. Buyer's going to think that, hey, this is a necessary thing. And I wish I could say otherwise. I wish I could explain to them that, hey, this is not a fix. It's not a repair. Yeah, this is an old faucet. Yeah, that's an old lighting fixture, but nothing is wrong with it. But in their mind, they think it's a, they think it's a necessary thing. They think it's a fix because when they, when they move in, it's hard for them to live with the old stuff because they've seen it, all their friends and everything on TV has all these new updates. So your few thousand dollars here in, in your home, spending these minor, you know, spending money on these minor cosmetic updates really goes a long way to um, getting more money in your pocket because you're getting more buyers interested. Okay. And more buyers interested means competition for your home multiple offers, higher price, which means more money in your pocket, you know, at close of escrow. And I know that's what you want. Okay. That's the whole point of it. I'm Jackie Gibbons with Regency Real Estate Brokers in Mission Viejo. Check out my website at JackieGibbons.com. You all have a wonderful rest of the day and thanks for spending a little time at home with me. Take care and talk soon.